Just wanted to let you know that there have been a couple of changes since last you were with us on the far end of the bar. I have become the landlord of the Rat and Thistle and Richard is my one and only regular. That's pretty much it, actually. Don't worry, we've still got our irresistible mix of babble and nonsense. We start season two with a Christmas special and we'll be back in your ears every week from now until sometime in the future. Enjoy! You join me here on my perch at the far end of the bar and Ben the barman is over there dressed as Christmassy as a cracker. Landlord, thank you, barman. Oh, I, I beg your, I beg I, your title, sir. I employ the barman. Oh, do you? Yeah, and, and how lady. many barmen do you have? Moving on. So, no, are you going to uh, buy a drink this week or not? Yes, I've I got am. A Christmas jumper on in an effort to entice you to actually purchase something from me. And this is what I want to know, right? I was thinking yeah. about this in the week. Take me into the world of the Lewis household on Christmas Day. I want to know. From the morning to the evening, the itinerary, when everything happens, what you eat, when you start drinking, all the stuff. Come on. This is because you don't want to do any work this week, obviously. (laughs) Um, Well, first of all, may I I order a drink? If I may order something a little seasonal, something that my grandmother used to, um, uh, once a year and only once a year, would mm-hmm. ask for, uh, and this has to come with a glacé cherry, mm-hmm. just the one. Gla- glacé, glacé cherry, the sort glacé, of thing that you put a glassy cherry, glacé, glassy, gla- gla- you say glacé, I say glacé, glacé, a red cherry on a cocktail stick, okay, hovering over a snowball. Oh, wowzers, you're testing the skills of this here landlord. Egg flip, avocado. Mm. Lime and yep. lemonade. Mm. I don't think I've got any avocado. <laughs> Do you mean uh, advocar? That's the one. <laughs> you can tell how often I order that. Yeah. <laughs> Sean. Don't make it with an avocado. He's the barman, Sean. Yeah. Sean. Sean. He He's making a lace up now. There's no other barman. He's he just wants... trying to make it seem like he has an empire. Do you want a drink or not? Yeah, I'll have he a drink, a, please. He wants a snowball. Actually, I'd rather have a Mackerson. Oh, get him a Mackerson. Yeah. Anyway, so let's go. From morning to night, Lewis well, household when, Christmas Day. When the, kids, when the kids were young, I think the pattern is mm. set there. When the kids were young, um, it would happen around about... Well, any any time between half past four and half past five in the morning, very very early. Great days, aren't they? The patter, terrific. The patter of tiny feet on the landing, Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, the door would burst open, and a cry of "He's been, he's been." (laughs) Depending on how much sherry I drunk the night before, Uh and how many carrots and Christmas uh, uh, Christmas pies I'd eaten as well. Yeah, because obviously you've got a Santa's bin, so Um, yeah, indeed, indeed, and one uh, you know stays up sometimes for Santa's arrival and uh, helps him down the lot. 
I've got a cunning ruse this year because, um, I mean, you know, my boys are uh, old enough now to uh, understand, but they still like to leave out the old mince pie yes. and whiskey. So I've managed to convince them this year that um, uh, Father Christmas's taste in whiskey is a particularly expensive oh, bottle. Oh. <laughs> oh, are we talking something square? It's a, it's a, it's a Johnny Walker special edition. Oh, you know, better than a black label, even. My goodness! Uh, I mean, whether that'll happen or not is a whole. Is it a, well, you, you'll, yeah. you'll have the carrot. Yeah, <laughs> that will get you through. Um, so they'd arrive very early in the morning, which is yeah, you know, is the same as pretty much every other household. Mm. Um, and then uh, it w- everybody would pile on the bed, and they would bring their stockings in. And uh, presents would be unopened, uh, and uh, you know, those stockings would be mined to find out what was inside. Um, mm. Then I kind of creep out of bed. Now, Christmas Day is auspicious in the Lewis household because right. it's the one and only day of the year that I put on my dressing gown. Oh, the rest of the year I never bother. I never That's- bother. I think you might have mixed up the word auspicious with suspicious. Well, yes, possibly. Uh, it depends on whether or not you're looking through the window. <laughs> but um, but it, I never bother for the rest of the year. Um, mm. Not what do you my... do normally then? Mm. What what do you wear normally if well, you're not wearing a dressing gown? I tip I tiptoe from the bed to the uh, to the bathroom, do my ablutions, and tiptoe back and get dressed. I don't okay. need, I don't feel the need of a dressing gown. Right. I mean, if you're in a hotel, it's different, isn't it? Well, yeah, the, it's free. The first thing you do, uh, <laughs> especially if you arrive somewhere, uh, a hotel in an afternoon, you're doing something on the evening, mm. and you've got a couple of hours to kill. What's the first thing you do? You have a bath. Because yeah. how else are you going to use that bath? And then you put the dressing gown, nice, big, fluffy, white dressing gown, Provided yeah. by the management, thank you very much indeed. That's that's about the only time I ever wear a dressing gown. Otherwise, I, I, I think actually that's the second thing I do. The first thing I do on arrival at a hotel is pay homage to Alan Partridge and check that I can see the television from the toilet. Ah, very good, <laughs> very good. Sometimes you have to move the mirror, don't you? You do have to angle a mirror occasionally. <laughs> and sometimes you have to bounce the picture off the trouser press, <laughs> which, <laughs> which leaves a lot to be desired. But yes, so I put on the dress again, and then we all pile downstairs, uh, and uh, Mrs Lewis is titivating herself upstairs <laughs> because she doesn't come down until there is a certain amount of um, female preparation which has gone on. I see. I'm downstairs putting on the meal for the day. It's all, it's all hanging out with you, isn't it? Oh, it is. Dressing gown. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got my dressing gown on and uh, I'm spuds and parsnips. Um, stuffing uh, is being made. Mm-hmm. Uh, the turkey is already... It was probably ready the night before to go in. Okay, so been prepped. Yeah, it's all prepped and ready to go. Mm. And any, and the, the, t- the table's been laid because mm. my lot are very good at that. They laid the table the night before, especially if we've got a lot of family coming around. Um, and then there's a lot of hanging around and drinking of Stone's ginger wine yeah. and snowballs mm-hmm. uh, until the rest of the family arrive uh, and then there's more drinking. Of course. And uh, eventually uh, the uh, dingers go and uh, we know then... You're in the dressing gown still, are you? When, when the dingers go? <laughs> the turkey's then burnt. And we all sit down to eat the burnt carcass. 
Yeah. And having Dry, that splendid meal. <laughs> I like to get plenty of butter in there. Actually, I haven't cooked a turkey for years. I cooked mm. a goose and some beef. And I forget where I heard this, but apparently there's a, um, a Nigella Lawson recipe mm. that involves back to the bath. Is this involves... the one where she cooks Jamie Oliver? No, it's the one where she marinates the turkey for two days. Good Lord. In the bath. Yeah, and then if you haven't got a moist bird after that, you're watching the wrong television program. It did. I, I often think that when I'm watching Nigella. Um, <laughs> on the subject of Nigella, favourite ever line of her, because you know she's she has that knowing... Oh, there uh, is more than a twinkle in that yeah. woman's eye. She's she's one of my very favourites. She said one time, she said, um, right, I'm just going to put that to one side while I spatchcock my poussin. Of course. <laughs> of course. So we've been waiting legend. for 17 series to get that one in. <laughs> <laughs> so after after luncheon, we've had a little... Uh, we, we watch The Queen, of course. Do you? Uh, only this year, it will um. be The King, His Majesty The King. Uh, well, I say we watch, we usually miss... Mm. the queen or the king uh, and then somebody says oh we've just missed the monarch yeah is there is there a variety of reactions at this point in the, in the family uh, or is everyone um upset to have missed the uh, most people speech? are too drunk at this point yeah, to worry about anything uh, and then well, there was an awful lot of present opening and ripping of paper mm. and such like um, I expect most of them are, are too worried about when the hell you're going to take off the dressing gown and get dressed to be worried about the Queen's well, to, to, I'll be absolutely honest. Um, it has been the case that people have arrived at the house mm. and I've still been in the dressing gown. Yeah. And then hurriedly I will, will find some, some bottoms <laughs> in the top. And... I thought you said, I thought you were saying, and then hurriedly they left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get down there a bit quick uh, and you can't, because you can't sit down uh, for, for a for a festive table, wearing a dressing gown, can you? Know, Terry Townsend dressing gown. You not, you just no, no, I didn't. No, it's, it's just not the done thing. You're supposed to dress up, really, aren't you? Put on a nice shirt. And do you? Or a, or a, or a do gown. You? I, I do. I mean, you know, as you know, I am a sartorially excellently presented person for most of the year. Yes. But I do make an extra special effort um, on Christmas Day. Do you? What do you mm. wear? Holly? Ivy? Sh- <laughs> yeah, just covering the most important bits. <laughs> the no, mistletoe. A, a nice shirt. A nice uh, shirt. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just write this down a moment. And some trousers. Required for Christmas. Rather than, you know, with tracksuit uh, bombs. Uh, okay. A nice shirt. Right? Yes. Tracksuit bottoms. No, no, instead of them, nice trousers. Oh, nice trousers. Yeah. Oh, these are, okay. A nice uh, shirt and nice trousers. Normally, we, we end up going we go around to my parents' house. And right. My mum likes to keep her house hotter than the sun. Ah. So um, I would wear a Christmas jumper, but I, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't live. If what I, would if be the point? There. Yes. So, um, and nice, nice socks, obviously, mm-hmm. which I'd I'll have received in the morning, no There's doubt. There's a lot of nice things here. Yeah. And uh, I might even uh, have a squirt of the uh, something nice, nice? Uh, eau de pomme. What is that stuff called? Eau de toilette. Yeah, that's it. Eau de mm, toilette. Very nice, too. <laughs> well, well, that's the nice Ben on Christmas, <laughs> on Christmas Day. Uh, and, and then it's games and sh- there's usually charades or okay. something, 
something ridiculous like that, mm. um, which starts off with a groan and then ends up with great hilarity. Yes. Um, as ever more difficult subjects come up. Is there a particularly legendary... Uh, I think the life and times of David Lloyd George was an all-time high. Wow. Who did that? I can't remember. Um, uh, Day of the Triffids was another one, which I Mm -hmm. I seem to remember went went very well. See, the one in my family would be um, a long time ago now, so I was maybe six or seven. Uh, But my dad picked up a card and it had Buck's Fizz. (laughs) written down on it <laughs> so he he did a lot of bucking um yes i mean i i don't know for sure as i say i was only very young but i've got a feeling what happened was that you know people guessed what he was doing but they were Keep enjoying his performance so much they just Keep refused it going. To oh, it that, that uh, past masters of guessing charades if you get it early don't give it away no especially if what they're doing is peculiar, yeah. especially if it if it entails them getting very, very angry and frustrated mm. that you're not getting it. Oh, yes. Keep it going as long as possible. And the redder in face they get, the funnier it becomes. Absolutely. That's a tip, everyone. Until the ambulance is called. And then, <laughs> then the laughter stops. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds like an idyllic sort of a day. And then there, do you have a nap at any time in the day? Oh, yes. I mean, there's, there's going to be a nap after the alcohol mm-hmm. and um, the, the the bounty of food oh. that is presented in front of us. Um, yeah. there, there's inevitably a nap when uh, the body just shuts down and, mm-hmm. um, and just tries to digest everything. And um, Brian Connolly um, tells a wonderful joke about the Christmas biscuits. Okay. Do do you have the eponymous box tin container of Christmas biscuits which are bought sometime the beginning of December? Yeah, um, they could be Foxes, perhaps. Well, they could be, or, or a Marks and Spencer special. Yeah, they could be a, a Christmas no. selection. Waitrose. If you're feeling very plush, you might have nipped to Waitrose. Any biscuit selection that has one or two foil-wrapped chocolate biscuits oh, in there. I love those ones. Well, there you are. Now, every time uh, you go towards that box in that period towards Christmas, somebody slaps your hand and says, mm. no, they're for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And Connolly builds this up nicely. Uh, and over a number of weeks, he's told not to go anywhere near this box of Christmas biscuits. However much they make him salivate, he's not to go anywhere near them. And then they sit down for Christmas lunch and they have a splendid lunch with the wine and the starters, possibly a five-course meal, palate cleansers in between, Mm -hmm. a magnificent turkey, a magnificent pudding which is brought in, all aflame, the brandy sauce, everything, cheese and biscuits afterwards. Mm -hmm. And when everyone is sat down in the lounge, on the sofa, just about to go to sleep. Then his missus comes in and says, Would anybody like a biscuit? Mm. Well, it's true, isn't it? <laughs> it's true. When you the... can't eat anything yeah. else, suddenly someone will say, Would you like a biscuit? Or, Would you like a piece of Christmas cake? Mm. 
<laughs> I've never been able to work out when you're supposed to eat Christmas cake. Yeah, well, I think it's kind of Boxing Day, isn't it? Is it? Is well, that the traditional time for, for Christmas cake? No, and, I don't know. And if, if you've really um, gone for it, and not only have the Christmas cake, but also the chocolate log and the pudding, Christmas pudding. When do you have all this? Well, I'll tell you when we have the Christmas pudding at the end of the Christmas meal. And year by year, the success rate of the burning of the brandy is a source of great anticipation because <laughs> we never know. One year it'll be it's barely a flicker. The lights are turned off. Yeah, there's a the atmosphere builds and the pudding enters the room, and carried by dad with mum following with the lighter thing you used to like yeah. your hob, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh bloody hell, Derek! You haven't put enough brandy on. There's barely a flicker, and then the next year, call the fire brigade. <laughs> the whole thing goes up like Epcot. Woof! Tremendous. Of course, yeah. it does, I think it's got something to do with the quality of the brandy. Yes. So if if Dad's bought the brandy, barely any flames. Mm. If Mum's bought the brandy, the whole damn lot goes up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, and then there's the the, the the singing of Christmas songs at all. Two seconds, Sean. Sean. Oh, here, here comes Sean with your snow. Sean. The snowball that goes in the glass, not one you can throw at him. Oh, Come oh, on. This is no good. This is no good. I'm sorry, Sean. I'm so, I'm, there's no way that that man's going to get a reference for the Ritz, is there? Cannot get the stuff. No. Well, you got yeah. him. If you come back again with an, an improper snowball, Sean, I don't care if it's Christmas Eve, you're out. Get your act together. There we go. Now, he'll be back in a minute. So you were saying about the singing. You're all heart, aren't you? <laughs> if you come back with an improper snowball, I don't care if it is Christmas Eve, you're out on your ear. Been reading Dickens, haven't I? Uh, you were, you were about this, you're just about to say about the singing, the carols. Do you do that? You'll get uh, together? Well, well, we have done. Um, mm. We've all, in the, in the past, because Mum plays the piano. Oh, lovely. And, um, and we all used to gather around the piano, wishing someone could play it. Mm. And then Mum would arrive, and, and she does. And occasionally, uh, certainly when we were younger... Um, we would play, a, a, she would do a selection of carols and then go into the, you know, um, Jingle Bells and Frosty the Snowman. Although Frosty the Snowman isn't actually a Christmas song. There's there's no mention of Christmas at all in Frosty the Snowman. It's the mise-en-scene, though, is very Christmassy, Well, isn't the idea it? that it snows at Christmas, therefore Frosty the Snowman is a Christmas song. Well, yeah. yes, but no. What, um, does it, how, what is it about then? Well, is it's it about, about Frosty snowman? the Snowman. It's about snow and this thing called Frosty. I can only remember the first, Frosty, Frosty the Snowman had a very... I can't remember anything else. Had a very... There's an awful lot of that goes on. How do you on. know it's not about Christmas there? It's not. There's no, there's no mention of Christmas. Now, you see, I would, I would say that Stop the Cavalry by Jonah mm. Louie, which was a huge hit in the UK... Um, it's not a Christmas song, really. It's it's an anti-war song. Yeah, it's about a, a fella overseas. Um, the stop the cavalry thing always makes me think of the, of the charge of the light brigade. Is I, it I don't not? know. It's de it, there is a line in there. I wish I was at home this Christmas, but that's the only line. 
I thought the song was about the time when they um they the in the middle of the war they stopped and had the no, game. No, 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 no. No, that, there was a uh, Paul McCartney song they did that. Remember they did the f the film where he was in one trench dressed as a, a Tommy? Right. For your Tommies, the war is over, cigarette. And in the other <laughs> and in the other trench was Klaus, yeah. And now's the time we stop with the shelling and we play the football and we win on penalties, yeah? And that's where it all started. How did you not get a part in a low a low? <laughs> you should have auditioned. I you would should have been, I? I, yeah. I would. I, I could have played them. I could have played them all. You could have been hair flick of the Gestapo. Yeah, I could have. I, I could have been so many members of the Gestapo. You know, <laughs> it is. It is one of my great things. Favorite Carol then? Uh, Carol Cleveland, probably. Okay. Yeah. So oh, there we are. On, uh, my favorite Carol. Well, oh well, I think. <laughs> I think my favourite carol is Ding Dong Merrily on High. Is that a carol? Well, yes. Okay. But it, it, I know for a fact, you see, I say that with, a, with my tongue in my cheek because I know that it's hundreds of years old. It goes back to the 16th century. Yeah. And it was a bawdy song, a rustic bawdy song sung by wenches trying to lure men into their taverns. Oh, really? They'd stand outside and sing... And lure Ding Dong, Ding -dong Merrily. Merrily. Well, not really, because it was all in French. Uh, Ding Dong oh. Merrily, that, that was added later, uh, a couple of hundred years later, by, um, by an English priest whose Did name is... Did it go something like, Ding Dong Merrily on high, come on and feel my thigh? Was it that sort of well, thing? Well, it might have been. Sing? I don't speak much French. No. <laughs> Whether or not the priest... Uh, Translated it word for word. I know he. I don't think, he, he came up with his own words. The priest would have cleaned uh, but it I, up. I like the it? idea that a Christmas Carol started off as a bawdy rustic song, mm. sung by lusty wenches trying Good. to lure. One of my, one of my favourite words, lure. Yes. And when I say lure, for some reason I can hear Pamela saying that. Lure. Lure. She <laughs> she has a wonderful way of because of her gorgeous accent. She has a wonderful way of saying certain words, enjoying certain yes. words. And I'm sure that lure is one of those words that I've heard her enjoy. It makes me think of Miranda, the sitcom. Oh, yeah. And they, they were all about, I've got the allure. Oh, uh, the allure. The allure. The allure. Nice. <laughs> you, there are certain words that you can enjoy. Plinth has mm -hmm. always been a favourite. Plinth is And Mesopotamia. Yep. Paternosters. There oh, we are, to throw that in. Oh, I'm, I'm a bit up and down with Paternosters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, do you have a favourite carol? I'd say, um, uh, Oh, Come All Ye Faithful. I enjoy yeah. the drama of the uh, of the building, of the, the crescendo um, in the uh, in the chorus there. I think that's uh, that's. I think, a, now you will have been to a few, mm -hmm. a good carol concert, especially in a, in a tremendous venue. Mm -hmm. Abbey Cathedral, wherever. Yeah, um, with a with an orchestra, not just yeah. the organ. Mm -hmm. I think that is something very and, special. and really good singers. Yeah, very yeah. Good. There's something very special about. It. Uh, that's one of the greatest things of Christmas. On the flip side, one of the worst things of Christmas is a bad carol concert. Oh, with oh. average singers, 
uh, an organ that isn't even a church organ. It's a keyboard that they bought from uh, Yamaha, and they're using the onboard drum beat. That's sort of, you know, that's never good, is it? Uh, which which brings us to Christmas concerts for the little ones. Mm. And nativities. Um, as we're talking about churchy things, ecclesiastical things, I, I may have mentioned this to you before, um, that I attended um, a concert which my daughter took part in at our local church. This was a Christmas concert, uh, and the orchestra was made up of young violinists and recorder players. I've got, got a migraine coming on. Just and when I say young violinists, we're oh. talking under 11s. So the sound that a young... Uh, I mean, I, can't, I wish I could say they were all gifted, mm. that they all had the talents of some of the Japanese players, but they didn't. No. They scratched those violins Ugh. whilst no. the recorder players squeaked. and It was like somebody drawing their fingernails down a blackboard whilst mm. strangling mice. No, it's not. It's not good. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't great. Uh, but of course, at the but end, we all loved them. It was all well, marvelous, weren't they? Mar- Wonderful, they darling. Well? You, a, oh, you a, were. You were fabulous, darling. Amazing talent for kids of their age. Just oh, the, well, tremendous, tremendous. I, I see a <laughs> magnificent future in, fr- in front of them all. Yeah. <laughs> well, now. Um, I'm, I'm obviously going to have to have stern words with Sean because he's still not come back with your snowball. So uh, how about I pour you a glass of this mulled cider Ooh. I've had percolating away. Very and, nice. Um, I, I, I think I prefer the mulled cider to the mulled wine. Okay. Perhaps we could take a, a glass each. Yes. Uh, sit by the roaring fire over there yes. and sing a couple of songs to each other. What do you think? You start. I think we should leave people with that image in their mind's eye. Wish them a Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. Raise a glass to you and yours and everyone in between. And um, thanks for coming. Put on your dressing gown. (laughs) And always tie it tightly. And may your turkey not be dry. Indeed. A little (laughs) more brown meat for me, please. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's time at the far end of the bar. You've been listening to Richard Lewis and Ben Orr. Find the fellas on all the socials. Just search hashtag TFEOTB or send them an email. It's thefarendofthebar at gmail.com. Most importantly, spread the word. Tell your friends and enemies, colleagues and family about this amazing podcast you've been listening to. We'll love you forever. Merry Christmas!